heard in our series of podcasts in which members of the SMB Commercial Disputes team discuss some key topics that we hope will be helpful and useful to our listeners. Today, we will be talking about document preservation and the importance for commercial parties to have good document management policies in place. I'm Catherine Penny, a partner in our commercial disputes team. And I'm Taya Pisk, an associate in the commercial disputes team. So Taya, document preservation, why is it such a big issue? Well, to touch on the most obvious point, uh, as litigation, arbitration, or whatever form of dispute resolution mechanism is chosen, can often take place many months or years after the events at issue, proving just what happened and when and what harm was caused can often only be done by referring back to the materials created at the time. Exactly. And clients often say, well, I remember exactly what happened. And the problem is that memories are all well and good, but they're fallible. And and so whilst recollections are useful, the courts are most interested in what the documents say. So we're talking about documents here. Can you clarify what, what we mean when we talk about documents? Well, put simply, a document, anything on which information of any kind of description is recorded. So, and bear with me here, a document could be in paper form or electronic form. It could be a letter, an email, text, WhatsApp message, social media post, a fax, a telephone, or even another sound. Um, even a photograph or video recording. In short, the definition of a document is wide and parties need to think carefully about what might be captured by it. Now, however, given nearly all business is now conducted via electronic means, the categories of documents that we generally ask clients to preserve, certainly in the first instance, are emails and other electronic data files. And that's true. Very rarely nowadays do we get involved in searches in dusty warehouses for hard copies of relevant documents. And so why do these documents become so important? We mentioned in the first podcast that there's a stage in the litigation or arbitration process called disclosure, which is where parties are required to exchange their relevant documentary evidence. So there is that aspect, but also a party that has material to support its case will be in a much better position than one that doesn't. Exactly. Courts like documents, lawyers like documents too, to be able to um, present their client's case in the strongest way possible. So let's move on to the practical aspects of preserving documents. Can you talk us through that? Well, a party is under a positive obligation to take steps to preserve documents that may be relevant to a dispute when they see that one might develop. That can be really quite early on um, in when proceedings are even first contemplated. Now, I should flag here that um, I'll be talking specifically about the disclosure process in the courts of England and Wales. There are similar, albeit less prescriptive requirements in arbitration. Now, in 2019, a new pilot scheme in the English courts was implemented that set out, amongst other things, what's expected of the parties and their legal representatives to preserve documents. This was intended to streamline the whole disclosure process and at the end of the day, reduce costs for the disputed parties. And it's been given an awful lot of judicial attention recently. It's now well beyond the pilot stage and will be part of the civil procedure rules from the 1st of October, 2022 onwards. 
and the courts are particularly hot on the disclosure phase of litigation and nowadays try and get much more involved in it, partly because it, it is such an expensive part of the process for um, the parties themselves. And I think that the courts assume that most businesses have or should have fairly good document management procedures and that's their starting point and the judges take a bit of a dim view if parties have to explain that documents have been lost or they've been destroyed um, just think about uh, Mrs Vardy's um, assistant dropping her phone into the North Sea recently and a party can be penalized in costs for not preserving documents properly and it can also um, weigh on a judge's mind and influence their decision on the outcome of a claim. So what sort of practical things should a commercial party have in mind when considering the need to preserve documents, would you say? I think it's important that someone in the business is given specific responsibility for the preservation of documents. And as early as possible in a dispute, a decision should be made as to who will be that point of contact for queries relating to the whereabouts of all the documents and oversee the preservation and the collection of that material. Yeah, in my experience, as most documents are stored electronically nowadays, someone in the business's IT team should be involved very early on because it's often um, about where certain documents are stored and how they're stored and whether there are backups and archives. So the IT team need to be involved, but someone senior needs to get involved as well in this process because they need to have some clout within the business to make sure this stuff gets done properly. And they need to understand what the litigation is about to ensure it gets done properly. And so when the time comes to provide the other party with the relevant materials in the disclosure phase, it's typically this individual with the with some clout behind them, who will be best placed to sign the disclosure statement or disclosure certificate. And these are documents that confirm to the court that the party has complied with its various disclosure obligations. Exactly. And then it's key to take stock of what categories of documents are relevant to the dispute, the number of documents that are relevant to the dispute, and, and critically, where those documents might be stored and who might have them now. It's really important that the individual who's been tasked with preserving documents confers with the legal team to ensure that all categories of documents are taken into account. And what if a party does this exercise but discovers that it doesn't have the documents? What, what would it have to do in those circumstances? Well, a party is required to take steps to identify the whereabouts of all the documents. Where there are reasonable grounds for believing that the employee or perhaps former employee may be in possession of disclosable documents, they must be notified of the need to preserve that material. And the same goes for any third parties, which might include agents, advisors, accountants, etc. And so this is talking about contacting former employees, your accountants, and so on to make sure that they preserve any relevant documents. So it's quite an onerous um, burden there. And I think it's important to stress that this duty to preserve the documents isn't a one-off requirement that's right isn't it that's right the duty to preserve continues until the end of proceedings that includes any appeal process the party and its legal advisors need to be really mindful that relevant documents can continue to be created or that new sources of relevant material may come to light at any point during the lifetime of a dispute so it's really an ongoing process 
And the message is don't destroy any relevant documents that are created whilst the dispute is ongoing. And very importantly, don't create any unhelpful documents because they might fall to be disclosed. And a good way to ensure that documents aren't destroyed is to make sure that you suspend any automated document destruction policies that are in place with many organizations nowadays. So that will ensure that key documents aren't lost. That's right. I think also in terms of current and former employees and third parties that have relevant material, it's really sensible to keep reminding them regularly of the ongoing duty to preserve documents. It sounds pretty heavy going, this obligation and, and making sure that you don't destroy documents. Well, yes and no. For organisations who already have strong document management systems in place, so they know where all their documents are, they can easily access them if required, they can suspend automated deletion policies. With a little planning, it should be pretty straightforward for them to identify and isolate relevant materials. And I suppose in practice, in the early stages of a dispute, it's part of our role as the lawyers to work closely with the clients to identify any key um, people who will have the relevant material and point out that document destruction policies should be suspended. Um, in practice, we often ask that entire email accounts of any relevant people are copied in their entirety and made available to us so that we can go through the material. And if there's a possibility of other people having relevant material, then we advise clients to write to them or we can write to them, making them aware of the requirement to keep hold of any documents and not to destroy them. So I suppose in reality, we can take a lot of the burden off the client, but it is pretty heavy going, um, even with us doing that. And the key with all of these things is good planning, even before a dispute arises proper, I'd say. Agreed. I think it makes good business sense to have good document management processes in place anyway. But if a business does become involved in a dispute, having those processes should mean that ultimately a lot of time, money and stress will be saved in the long run. I think it's also worth mentioning that there are a huge number of experts out there who work in the electronic disclosure litigation technology sphere who can assist in identifying and properly collecting relevant materials. These experts generally work for electronic disclosure platforms. Um, which generally operates so software that enables a legal team to review all relevant materials gathered in the most efficient and effective way. And there's a lot of new and exciting technology out there that's geared to help with disclosure. Um, but that is perhaps a topic for another day. Yes, definitely, Taya. There's a whole industry built up around this and plenty of people out there selling their where's to, to make our jobs much easier and our clients' lives much easier, frankly. Hopefully this has helped our listeners understand a little bit more about the importance of good document management and the obligations that might be on them if a dispute does arise. In our next podcast, we will be looking into the important and thorny subject of jurisdiction. So do look out for that. Thanks, Taya. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.